Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, Spartan117 himself, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. What is happening, guys? It's been too long as always, but we are back. And honestly, even with PSVR 2 launching tomorrow, I don't think we could have picked a day with more news. Like, I couldn't mm -hmm. keep up today. I was like that gif of Kermit, you know, like just going mm -hmm. nuts trying to type it. Everything It's out of control. So I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm stoked as well. It was a good day of news. Uh, but we are joined also by Mr. Joseph Moran, a.k.a. Mr. Babbitt, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Joseph Moran, how are you, sir? I'm here to apologize for Jim Ryan. I am here to take to, to defend him. I'm here to defend PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And all that is great in the land of greatness because we got a state of play this Friday. We got PSVR or Thursday tomorrow or today, depending on when you're watching this. Um, what's oh sorry, Thursday. I'm getting my days confused. Though short week because here in the United States of President's Day, it's really throwing me off. They call it's it. really throwing me. It, it is, but it's really throwing me through a hoop. So you know well uh Ainsley, Ainsley Bowden alluded to it uh pretty big week all things considered and, and peek behind the curtain you could tell uh Ains was in our chat because we, we couldn't talk last week because Joe had to celebrate Valentine's Day or something Yikes. um if you're gonna take my mom out take her to someplace nice that's what I'm saying seriously Chili's. <laughs> it's ridiculous. baby back ribs <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I had for dessert but I can't say it on here Oh, <laughs> so uh, it was messy. <laughs> so yeah, I peeked behind the curtain. You could tell Ains in our DMs was like, you know, PSVR comes out the next day. We could just wait, we could just wait. But I was busy. And then what is this? What is this? The gaming gods bless us. We've got things to talk about. Uh, I'm stoked, guys. It's been a pretty big uh, past few weeks, all things considered. <laughs> but. More importantly than any of this Activision Blizzard, any of these CMA deals, any anything that could happen. I mean, I know Forza Horizon expansions is is right there and PSVR 2 is coming out. But Recore is teasing something. We might get it back, baby. Recore 2 is on its way. I'm in. Ains, you, me, and those two people, we're stoked for it. They're selling at least four copies. Well, I don't know if the other two, they may just go Game Pass, so maybe three, but... It's it's in the cards. It's in the cards. Oh. It's a good game, man. Underrated. It wasn't. Uh, I played it at launch where it wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say it was pretty much average. Uh, but I, you know, I think by the time it got its update, got that extra bot, and got polished up, it was a it was a solid seven seven and a half. Yeah, I think that's a, a great great number for it. One of the things I think worked against it. Well, a lot of things worked against it, but being exclusive, <laughs> being a double A title. And being on the Xbox One launch version, all yep. of those things are bad juju. All things and it didn't things. launch like fully, fully finished either. Like right, it wasn't finished until like six months later. Which, yeah. And I didn't understand when they were like, "It's the definitive edition." I'm like, what does that mean? It came out like a week ago. What are you mad about? I didn't understand <laughs> that. And then later on, hindsight, because I was a PS4 guy at that that time, uh, going back in and playing Recore, like again. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed. It's a fun game. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Funny it. enough, Eric just said uh, Recore has a great collector's edition. Uh, Eric, I was just telling these guys that because I have it. It is. It's a nice one. We talked about it before. That's the one that I like down the line. That's another one that like for these shelves. Like I want that one 
mm-hmm. there. I'll probably have to eBay it when the time comes. But uh, yeah, man, I was stoked to see that happen. And then that those poor people that were like, we're going to do a tease today. And then <laughs> gone. <laughs> Fart in the wind. <laughs> yep. Um, we got a super chat right out of the gate, by the way. Mr. Game Positive, Eric, with a 279 Canadian, so 44 cents, I believe that translates to, is can I sign a 10-year contract to be your number one fan? Uh, I don't know who you're talking to, Eric. Which one of us? Uh, you could go to patreon.com slash XCP because Luke told me to say that, <laughs> uh, where you can go sign that contract, or you can head on over to patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room and sign that 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 you know that 10-year deal. If you're going to plug, you there, plug my... If you're going to plug my new Patreon, you got to get it right. It's patreon.com. And it, when you donate, <laughs> he will buy better internet. <laughs> Is my internet fuzzing? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. good. You're good. They got the right address. They'll be there any That's moment. Right. That's right. This one's, this yeah, one's going to be one of those. I'm excited. I watched the Patreon. That's pretty cool. Your words aren't even lining up with your mouth half the time now. This is brilliant. All right, I'm going to restart my computer. Okay, and you know what? Me and Aids will talk for for a few seconds here. Hey, <laughs> Just Aids, like with this you? frame right here. This is good. This is good. We're going you know, old school. Look, old school frame. Ooh, we, do you <clears throat> do you think it's something with with Streamlabs? Because it's been happening a lot recently. Like not not just this show either. Like a whole bunch of them. I don't know, man. I honestly have no idea. I wish I could say. Makes you wonder. And you know what's also not great? He has the show notes. Like, he has (laughs) literally the keys, the car to drive this show. So, like, this is just a vamp until God knows when he comes back. Because I have no idea what we're kind of talking about today. So, I don't know. <laughs> right. in, in the meantime, what, what have you been playing, man, while we're waiting for... Yeah, we can do that. We can Luke. do that. I actually just finished Hogwarts Legacy. That's a long game. Yeah. It's a long game. I uh, I was doing the review, but I got the... They sent the codes out to creators really late, unless you were like a big site, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I got the code the day before launch on the deluxe edition and i've been playing it for two weeks and uh i think i'm right about just about to hit 40 hours in it and uh but i'll tell you what man my review is coming out tomorrow morning i know it's a little bit late obviously but you know if you want to read my full thoughts on it it's a damn damn good game like excellent i can't Um, wait till you get doxed over that's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know man it's uh it's it's really really good i think you know it's got some shortcomings here and there but it does so many things right yeah, the story's not great, and and it gets a little better right at the end, you know, like some of the cinematics and stuff. But sure, generally speaking, the story's forgettable, and I write that in my review. But um, it does so many other things right, especially as kind of not that this contributes to a score, but you know, I was surprised that Avalanche, Avalanche's biggest project in their history was Disney Infinity, and um, Portkey Games had only made really mobile experiences, so there really wasn't a whole lot of pedigree in this development staff for like big triple a experiences and uh they kind of nailed it in fact they did some things better than most big triple a games so yeah. um especially yeah, know, in man. its open world because the open world is it, it very much for me takes a lot of notes from breath of the wild takes notes from like ghost of tsushima in its open world where it's like constantly every 30 seconds there's a puzzle to solve they're like a mystical animal to follow um <laughs> like there's always something to kind of do and that's yeah. the thing that had me 
like just sucked into the world, which is just like, A, the combat is stellar. I'm yeah. still not bored with it 20 plus hours into it. The open world is just, again, like it, it is my cup of tea. It's the ADHD brain open oh, world that time. I love. And it, it got me so much into Hogwarts that my best friend walked in. She's like, Joe, you son of a bitch. You, you, you really Harry Potter. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get flamed in real life too. She's just like, after the decades that I've been trying to get you into this, <laughs> this series, it's now, now you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so the we same sat way. down, we watched, we watched the first uh, three films. I'm like, I understand these references. Nice. I, I'm yeah. wanting to go back and watch them. I told my wife the other day, I was like, I really want to watch the Harry Potter movies. I've only seen them once when they came out and it was like, I mean, it goes back a long time. We're back like 20 years now. Like literally those movies started coming out before me and my wife were together. I was with my ex. Wow. And so like her nephew and niece as little kids were watching them. That's when I saw the originals. And then obviously, you know, they went on for some time, but my wife was like, I watched those damn movies so many times when, my stepkids were little kids. Like, I don't feel like watching them again. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm watching Harry Potter by myself. But um, just this a, a grown 45-year-old man watching Harry it. Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, no, I I, I I, don't even know half the things they're talking about in the game, but it does such a good job of just making it like um, uh, it's charming. Uh, yeah. Game has a abundance of charm, and I think it just keeps you engrossed. As you said, It's there's always something new that just kind of keeps you going along and keeps you going along. And uh, I finished the story completely last night at a bunch of the side quests, but I still, there's still a lot to see and do in that game. I guarantee you, if you're about 20 hours, you haven't even seen like all the features. Now I'm not talking about mm. like the areas. It's still going to unlock additional things for you to do. Like oh, wow. there's that much to the game. Damn. Yeah. No, I, and I'm really, I'm trying my best to just kind of enjoy myself with it as well. Uh, Cause yeah. I, while, while playing, I have a knee injury which it looks like it's actually more of a hamstring issue. Uh, Do no I reason. dare ask? <laughs> Listen, your mother is furious. Um, <laughs> she's a kicker. But like, <laughs> more than that, um, more than your mother's fierce lovemaking, it's, it, you know, it, it, I had trouble actually sitting and having my knee bent. So like it, I had to play like very sparsely and it just, it just sucks because I'm having so much fun in that world and again especially with the combat because it it there's parts of it that kind of feel like a like a fighting game almost like it doesn't even feel like i'm casting spells it really feels like i'm tossing out punches here or there you yeah know? it's got a it's so, got a rhythm to it yeah hey listen we're god knows how many minutes in do we pronounce Luke dead at the scene i maybe he retracted into the coffin early tonight yeah. Yeah. You know, perhaps um, he's here's the thing. He's in the chat. What the what? What's his deal? What's, I don't know not, what's going on. We have a new fan of Cast yeah. Co-op. His name is Xbox Expansion Pass. <laughs> it's interesting. Again, Patreon.com. Let's get that. Let's get that <laughs> internet working. <laughs> so we had some other releases, man. So we had uh, oh Wild God, Hearts, um, Atomic Heart is out. Um, what do you call it? Um, like a Dragon Ishin is out. Yep. You playing any of these bad boys? <laughs> I, I tried the Ishin demo and I'm like, Yakuza is a series, just literally five minutes in. I was like, Yakuza is a series that I will never understand and never get into. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not for me. I've heard, I don't know, have you played um have you played the uh 
you know, the, the Russian spy game, what's it called? Uh, Atomic Heart? Atomic Heart, yeah. That everybody hates I it or something? Or I just started one? playing it like a couple hours ago. I'm like 15 minutes into it. Okay, is it is it immediately noticeable how bad that guy's voice uh, voice acting is? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. It's not even so much like the well, I can't tell. I'm 15 minutes in, but at least at this point, it's not even so much the voice acting. It's just like his demeanor. He just sounds like a like a a like an a hole. Like okay. the way he talks, it's very it's very weird. I don't know what they're going for. I don't know if it's going to fit into the rest of the game later. I haven't played enough, so we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's just so many several little weird controversies with that game. It's not that I don't feel uh, comfortable covering it. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be a game that I'm particularly interested in. Um, but like hearing some, you know, so, some folks, like I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Ariel Knight, I believe, on, on Twitter going, you know, look at the reactions of Forspoken's, you know, voice acting to atomic hearts voice acting and it's night and day how you know women of color are treated uh in coverage than some you know old white dude and it actually did get me to kind of open my eyes a little bit too because i in the beginning of the forespoken stuff i'm like yeah that like the voice acting's bad but it's not like the worst thing i've ever heard and the the snippets that people were pulling i I thought were a little bit over exaggerated but i didn't understand that point i thought it was just like well this is criticism you know maybe overdone but i i don't think it has anything to do with and then after seeing this atomic heart i'm like well maybe ariel is is kind of up to something that said you know what's also up to something luke lore's computer it's forced an update <laughs> i am defeated so let's just get into the the first story which is, i think is the biggest story of the night which is sure. xbox is going to brussels Hashtag Xbox that's came out firing today, huh? Or Microsoft, I should say. Yeah, they, they had all firing. these graphs. They're like, look at these <clears> graphs we got to show you. Nothing skewed here in the slightest. Um, and you know, I think the first blow was they have now it's official, official. Nintendo signed the papers that yep. says Call of Duty and yep. future Xbox games, which kind of ambiguous there. Um yes will be heading to the Nintendo Switch for yes. the next 10 years. They signed that 10-year deal. Yeah, so you want me to read it? I've got it right here. Please, go um, for it. <clears throat> here's the official wording that Brad Smith of the corporate uh, counsel for Microsoft said. He said, Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. I want to touch on that, so don't let me forget. Yeah. So they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. We are committed to providing long, long-term long equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the market. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he actually put blah, blah, blah at the end. Um, <clears throat> so you're right. Um, it, he says in his tweet, Xbox games to Nintendo gamers. But in the actual formal statement in his box, it just says Call of Duty. Those are two obviously different things. One, Call of Duty is not even an Xbox game yet. Uh, and two, Xbox games is a whole nother matter. So I don't know why he framed it that way in his tweet. I have to believe that that's obviously a mistake. And sure. he's specifically talking about Call of Duty. But the thing that I think is most interesting here is when he says feature and content parity. Because, as we all know, uh, the switch is a little bit dated. Um, 
Nintendo generally, at least for the last several generations, has had dated hardware because it's not a focus for them anymore, really. Um, now they have obviously their cloud option, which they've launched games like Plague Tale and stuff on, right? To to kind of allow that uh, a kind of modern AAA experience. I don't know how you want to phrase that to come to the Switch to Switch players. But when you say content and feature parity, um, over history, if you look at some of the Call of Duty games or you look at other major AAA titles, especially Call of Duty kind of pushes the boundaries a little bit in terms of um, what they offer players because they have so much development money and resources behind it, right? So if you look at Modern Warfare 2 as an example, I, won't, I promise I won't unpack too much here. Yeah. Um, you have campaign, you have multiplayer, you have Warzone, you have DMZ, and you have all of these things at a very high level of integration and technical achievement right i mean you're talking about 4k 120 fps uh hdr you know pc compatibility which obviously goes even higher to some degree there's integration across all the game modes and stat tracking and all of this and a lot of that's done on the server side so you know it, there's a whole bunch of technical jargon that goes behind the scenes here but i did find it really interesting that they would they phrase it as content and feature parity for nintendo and xbox uh, for 10 years because it seems to put them in a box at least potentially put them in a box in the future and i'm pretty surprised that they would word it that way yeah because you know to me w one of the questions being being asked was like okay so like what's the what's the definition of parody because parody yeah. like means equal to but in lawyer speak what <clears throat> does what what is that because well, you're constitute right. parody as a legal sense yeah yeah because for for me it's just like the nintendo switch at this point is a potato so <laughs> like how are you going to get call of duty has to run 60 fps um so how do you get that on call of duty how do you get it looking somewhat correct <laughs> you know like th there are so many things that are happening here uh, and alongside the fact that like Look at how big Call of Duty is right now. It's like yeah. 125 gigs that I have <clears> on my PlayStation. Yeah. And that's with things taken out as well. Um, you know, I like I don't have single player there anymore. It's 125 yeah. gigs. So like, yeah, what what does that parody really mean? And for me, that it gets me it gets me a little nervous of, yeah, are we kind of are we pitching holding, you know, pitch holding, whatever we're calling it. Pitching we're holding, holding back. Uh, the current hardware because xbox wants this thing to go through is that going to hurt the franchise in terms of putting it on this dated hardware that can't do all the latest and greatest things that does concern me a little bit but yeah. one would also have to think that the next you know you know switch 2 is somewhere uh in the wings to be dropped uh on for for nintendo for now xbox or activision do you think though this move going hey we're bringing it to nintendo moves the needle in terms of trying to get this thing approved or do you think that this is this kind of like you know this is uh you know i don't know showmanship uh, dropping a bucket yeah yeah i i honestly genuinely don't know um hmm. i would love to have mr hogue or someone like him to speak to this because I, I don't know. They came out today. I think Brad Smith issued another statement saying that they're bringing Call of Duty to 150 million more players than they than it reaches today. Their reasoning being 
Nintendo players and NVIDIA GeForce Now, which they announced, Phil Spencer announced like a couple hours after the fact, right? After yep. the Call of Duty fact. So uh, that, and, and specifically with NVIDIA, they said Xbox PC games. That's actually what they said. So I would assume that means first party Xbox games are also going to NVIDIA GeForce Now, which is a whole nother big topic to talk about. Um, but I, it feels, I don't see why else you do it, right? I guess that's from a from an outside looking in point. I don't see why else you announce all of that today, with this press conference and with all the kind of back um, back room discussions going on that we're aware of, and all the deadlines approaching for the formal documents and kind of statements. Um, I have to imagine it plays a role. How big I don't know, but again, Microsoft, out of nearly any other company in the world has dealt with the FTC, has dealt with monopoly regulations, has dealt with all of these things in the past. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so they are they continue to be confident, obviously, that the deal is going to go through. Um, so I don't know. It feels think, like it obviously will have an impact. I think the, the biggest thing here, I think like Nintendo got you the numbers. I think the, the you know, yeah, to, to throw on one of those boards <laughs> because I, I love the one board is like playstation kills us like 80 to 2 or whatever and it's just like where's yeah where's nintendo there bud um but like i i think it gives you the numbers that make you look good in front of you know that boardroom and i think nvidia is the thing that people are the most cautious about because from what i've read from all these regulatory bodies it's they're more concerned about the future marketplace that is cloud gaming than yes. the console space and yes. having your games on the competitor uh, and one of the largest ones being nvidia um in the cloud race well then i think that very much lessens the argument of why this deal shouldn't go through <laughs> you know so for me i i, I kind of see this going yeah this you know, NVIDIA now being okay with this deal because they got everything that they wanted from Correct. it. That's um, what GameFire just said in the chat, too. Yeah, yeah, NVIDIA was opposing it only for the fact that they wanted to get their cut, yeah. and they did. So, And I think that's, you know, uh, it, it's starting to look more and more, even with, you know, them doing it similar deal with Steam, that they're now slowly but surely getting all the ducks in the row so that now PlayStation is put in a corner mm -hmm. to sign this deal. Do you feel like right now that's <laughs> that you know the 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 momentum is behind Microsoft at this very point in time? I know Hogue's not in the room, but his spirit's with us at the moment. Right? I feel <laughs> here. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. It, yeah. Do you do you yeah, think I, PlayStation I do. I put think... in the corner? Yeah, I do. Um I don't see how it can really be looked at any other way, right? At the end of the day, Stadia just shut down. So they're not even a conversation. Google's not really a conversation point at this point. Um, Luna from Amazon is just floundering, right? It doesn't seem to be doing much of anything. And Amazon hasn't been in these discussions that I'm aware of anyway. Um, you've got Nintendo signed a deal. NVIDIA signed a deal. You made a good point about the cloud piece, right? Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know who would even oppose, but the monster or the elephant hiding in the shadow of the corner being king and the mobile market, there doesn't seem to be any opposition from key mobile players, whoever those would be. I don't really know opposing yeah. the deal, which leaves PlayStation. And I, I, 
between the data that we already know that Microsoft's presenting from their own angle, but the data we know of just how uh, uh, profitable PlayStation is and how dominant they are in certain regions, I don't see any other outcome than PlayStation's going to have to play ball. And I guess, one, I would, to throw it back to you, one, do you feel the same way? And two, the follow-up then is we talked... I know we talked recently, um, but I know we talked late last year around if this, if PlayStation's doing all of this, right, and Jim Ryan's going out on his limb to champion the brand, which we've said is his job. Whether you like him or not or like it or not, it's his job, right? Protect the brand. Um, does this backfire? Does it actually not protect the brand in the long run? Because for whatever reason, you know, stuff happens behind the scenes, stuff happens we don't know about. Does this hurt? their kind of relationships in the industry um whether or not your average consumer knows about it they they don't care right they're going to buy their call of duty every year wherever they can play it and, and what have you but does it hurt actually uh playstation's relationships behind the scenes i think the only relationships that are getting hurt probably behind the scenes are playstations and activisions and i don't think that will matter if this deal really does go through at the end of the day right so to me i i think this does go through am i thrilled about it not really um but i think it does and i think it should um as as someone who is really unaffected by it at this point because most blizzard games i play on pc anyway and activision i just play for call of duty and i could go anywhere for that i really don't care if it's on playstation or not um you know i i, I think this thing goes through does it hurt PlayStation in the long run? I, unless they said something about someone's mother behind closed doors that we don't know about, <laughs> this is business as usual. This is like, Jim Ryan and Bobby Kotick, so it wouldn't surprise me even a little bit. But true, I mean, it, it is it is crazy how like I think what is it like NetEase or some some Chinese owned conglomerate was just like yeah we're, we're you know we're no longer doing business in China with uh, with Activision because of some jerks. <laughs> Did you, did you no, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, I think like there was like a partnership with NetEase, and they're like, there's just some people that are unprofessional. I don't, I don't think they said jerks, but like very unprofessional. I'm like, why would you <laughs> say this? Like, very strange. But like, unless something like that happens, I, I really don't see how this hurts PlayStation in the gamer's eyes. Um, you know, having my ear to the ground with PlayStation, I get yelled at way too much on the trophy room for being uh, like an Xbox apologist here because a lot of PlayStation fans feel like he's fighting for the brand. Again, something he should do. So if you're a PlayStation fan, you're seeing PlayStation fight as hard for your dollar right now legally. And so I, I don't think it hurts them dramatically in, in their eyes. I think it just, it fuels more the console war like you know bullshit you know for mm. lack of better words social space um, yeah the social space the twitter space like the spaces that don't matter that are becoming more and more toxic as days yeah. go on that's where it's affecting things um and i'm just very interested once this deal is done and over what those people are going to spend their days tweeting because it seems like a lot of people have just made a literal job off of these 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 stories right because like one minute it's like a soap opera i get it it's really exciting to to see what it's like one minute it's like this deal's over and then the next it's like there's <laughs> hope and then the next minute oh god everything's right it's like it's fun it's 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 you know my mom watches spanish soaps, so i get it um 
but this thing's going to go through. And I think, you know, from day one, we've said it, this thing's going through with concessions. Looks like this thing's going through with concessions. You know, PlayStation yeah. at the end of the day, will still have call of duty. Um, I, I believe that. I mean, and but where all those pie charts are indicating, it seems like they have no choice but to be on PlayStation. So, you know, to me, this thing goes through. It's it's just really a matter of time. I, the one thing I want to throw to you, there was like a tweet um, from some Xbox executive. I kind of want to pull it up here because I got I got flagged for this. I just want to know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, Lulu Chang. Uh, it's Mesmer, the Activision. Uh, she's the Activision yeah. vice president. Yeah. Yeah, she's an Activision exec, uh, CCO, right? Chief, what is it? Compliance officer or something? Um, uh, yes, she would be executive vice president and chief compliance officer, which would mean that she's one of the top probably eight people in that in Activision. Yeah, she posted this this meme, right? It's like the, the guy with the bike, Sony, puts a stick in the, in the bike after accepting to refuse a long-term access yeah. to COD, and then it's, what if we lose COD yeah. with that? Which, you know? hilariously enough, I posted in our own private chat yeah. that our, we're in, me, you, and a bunch of other guys are in. I posted that exact same thing earlier this morning, but I am not the executive vice president at Activision. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that was like, eh, that's that's kind of... Let's not go there. Why did you have to go there? Like I, she's posted a bunch of stuff that, as an executive vice president, I have no idea why she would behave that way on social. I wouldn't behave that way on social media, and yeah. I run a non-monetized gaming site. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's uh, I I it's baffling to me. I don't know. It it kind of like reeks of like unprofessionalism. It kind yes. of just. It, it it doesn't it doesn't feel right because like all the, like throughout my years of existence it's always <laughs> been the competitors don't do this competition don't do that you never you never hear Coke outwardly talk shit about Pepsi right <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the Pepsi goddamn challenge that's like the asterisk um, but like to me it just kind of it's it kind of reeks as like pathetic. Like, yeah, it's very odd. It's and very odd. Let's not forget, she's one of the leaders of Activision who, as of this moment and through next year, have huge financial deals with PlayStation. Yeah. Like, that's just so strange to me. And, and like, if I was one of these partners or something's in flux here, it's like, if my chief operating officer is acting like an Elon edgelord over this, what are they doing and acting behind the scenes? You know, like, this is this is one of the people that are put in charge. And this is, you know, I, I was, some people are like, I don't like people virtue signaling. I, I felt a little called out. So I went in those DMs and I was just like, to me, this person's job, you know, since they've been here, uh, you know, f from what I've seen them on the internet, they've had moments and times to act professional, to, you know, fight for their workers, uh, to fight for better working conditions there. But instead, you see them just tow the company line. Uh, you know, you see them trying to, you know, wipe or, or, or swipe like, you know, sexual harassment uh, issues under the rug. You're seeing them constantly uh, put out anti-worker, anti-union rhetoric. Um, so it's just like, to me, it's like, lady, don't you have better things to do than to post uh, uh, an edgelord <laughs> comment? Like, don't you, I don't, shouldn't there be a job you're doing? 
Like you're the CCO. You're right. You're top eight. And you, you thought to spend your afternoon to make a meme. No, do your goddamn job. That's, yeah. that's what yeah. struck me really odd is, you know, over the weekend, a lot of Mikey Abaro is getting a lot of heat for some of his comments towards, you know, QA and testers at Blizzard not being invited to, uh, you know, certain meetings that the company was having because they weren't, you know, quote unquote, like skilled workers. And because some of those people uh, are, in fact, fighting for unionization within the company. And so I'm like, I think you should be doing your job instead of posting memes. God forbid as hilarious as they would be but do you and i throw this back to you do you see this as well you know what playstation they taught you how to trade in your used game is that at that <laughs> level do you think i that- don't know i think this is worse yeah um, so? yeah i i think it's worse because of you know they're in the middle of a legal battle Right. There's a there's a long history of gaming companies kind of just throwing shade at each other. I think, you know, King Bill in the chat just said Genesis does what Nintendo don't, which is, you know, going way back to 16 bit era. And that that is something that's, you know, certain people will take it super seriously, of course, as they always do. But the, the whole trade in your game thing was funny. And the whole, you know, the whole PlayStation member just last week, they almost made fun of themselves with the PSVR 2 with the cable they're like here's how to set up your psvr2 plug it in and you know it's it's just that's part of the gaming industry it has been a long time what she's commenting on is a 70 dollar 70 dollar 70 billion dollar acquisition from a legal perspective and kind of throwing shade like i said at a company that they have multi probably 100 plus million dollar deals with that are active and current mm. um and it just it it feels disingenuous at the highest degree. What's her full name, by the way? Um, I, I'm gonna butcher her last name, but I believe her, no, her, just. Oh, yeah, I think it was it? like Lulu. One sec, Lulu Cheng Maservi, Maservi, yeah, Maservi. I think I pronounced it right. All right, we're not oh. going to say anything, but I'm on my uh, work profile, and I'm going to look her up to see Uh-oh. Uh-oh. what her actual title is because I'm curious. Uh-oh. But anyway, okay. continue oh. on. Oh boy, everybody don't look up the reflections in the background. <laughs> I just closed it a little bit so you couldn't see as much. <laughs> Ains is, is LinkedIn stalking. All right, so yeah, I, I think it's a little silly. I think you're right. There's something about tongue in cheek. There's something about jokes landing um, and marketing landing. And those things are usually done behind teams of people saying this is appropriate to do and not one person just kind of unilaterally putting it out there where yeah you are working with you are actively talking crap about your partner and as much crap as playstation or jim ryan has done they haven't done that so yeah i think it's uh i think it seems a little disingenuous i think it seems a little bit um just churlish so she is Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, no. Go for it. So she is the Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs and Chief Communications Officer, not Compliance Officer. Okay. Uh, because I was going to say, if she's a Chief Compliance Officer posting this kind of stuff, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, at Activision, she apparently wrote a book called Flack uh, and a graduate of Yale as well. So, um, yeah, she's uh, she's way up there in the corporate world. Um, it, I don't know. It's weird to me, man. I don't know. 
right. Well, listen, Luke's with us in spirit. He sent me some of the notes. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it's times like these where like, you know what? Maybe we need to do a rethink of how notes and this show's done. So <laughs> let's move over to the PlayStation State of Play. How about that? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, by the way, real quick. Uh, shout out to Midnight Jury for gifting a SG channel membership. Thank you, bro. Appreciate oh, thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah, patreon.com slash PS show for him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> so state of play is here, and this comes straight from the blog. A new state of play arrives Thursday featuring the Suicide Squad. Kill the yeah, Justice man. League. Uh, and I'll read the paragraph here. State of Play returns with its first show in 2023. Get ready for new looks from some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a glimpse of five PS VR 2 games that set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for a 15-minute of a all-new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. The next game from Rock steady studios of course this all drops thursday 1 p.m pacific time they said nothing about <laughs> it's a just sorry dm i saw nothing <laughs> about playstation first party studios here at a playstation state of play yeah and should i be concerned no i don't think so because i'm scared um so sorry i'm like trying to do 18 things at once here I while i talk it. to you it would be uh, great Demoth- if we had you know what would be really great if we had another host here <laughs> that we could think about while another person does things. Yeah. Um, so Gamatsu came out um a little while after the state of play announcement, and they said PlayStation has clarified, they said it's a 45-minute show, uh, new reveals and latest information and gameplay, 16 new titles across PlayStation 5, 4, and VR 2. So God it doesn't damn. say first party there, but it does say 16 titles, five of which we know are PSVR 2. So, and then one is Suicide Squad. So at least 10 more titles that we're going to see from PS um, one way or another, which I think is cool. It also means that the normal show is going to be about 30 minutes, and then we're going to get 15 minutes of Suicide Squad, which, you know, I'm usually, uh, I give loot crap all the time, as you know. Yeah. I'm not big on superhero games. I'm really, really excited for Suicide Squad. It I think good. It looks great. And Rocksteady's obvious pedigree, you know, will hopefully shine through. Um, Playing with you guys and playing with friends looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. Um, And let's, um, the other thing I want to mention is obviously, I don't think we knew this ahead of time, but obviously it should go without saying now that PlayStation has the marketing rights, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a huge deal. Um, You know, speaking of, I went to see Ant-Man Quantum Mania, which was a great movie. Cool. I'll fight anybody who says differently. <laughs> oh, it's just Spy Kids 3 CG. So what? I had fun. <clears throat> K was great. <laughs> Nonetheless, when anyway. I went, went into the theater, what showed up? The Hogwarts Legacy trailer and what yeah. appeared first? PlayStation logo. Yeah. They're really selling it like this thing is an exclusive. And even like having like exclusive, like uh, here's a here's a controller with some decals on it that you want. Uh, mm-hmm. that sold out in two minutes so a lot of people are even some of my xbox friends going exclusive quest on playstation i gotta i gotta Dude, play there i i put in my review as much as i hate exclusive yeah. content on one platform right we complain about that all the time no joke if you're playing hogwarts the exclusive quest that's in the playstation version is one of my favorite quests in the entire game exactly oh, wow so you know 
that said, we got a, a big, this is a huge deal. I mean, another DC property being promoted as a PlayStation exclusive, another comic book thing. Um, But overall, uh, you know, my expectations for the Suicide Squad is it's going to be great because it's rock steady. Um, Yeah. You know, the story beats that we've seen look really good. It looks really funny. It looks like they they seem to get the energy of the Suicide Squad. Um, And then pulling out the heartstrings like Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as much as we want to complain as games as service games, um, this looks really good. But it's a games as service game. Ains. So what do you think are the odds of this thing being a hot mess when it comes out of the oven? <laughs> what do you feel like its hopes here are? Because, like, you know, just a few weeks ago, it seems like we had an in memoriam for, like, all these games as service games. Do you think Dude, we had an hour and a half discussion on Bitcast about it, yeah. like about live service? And yeah, I don't know. I, I, my hope, I don't know, honestly. My hope is that the reason this has taken so long to come out is that they've put it through the renditions, you know, multiple times. They've seen what ha- what's happened to things like Anthem and, uh, and, uh, obviously Avengers, right? Um, yeah. which by all accounts, Avengers was one of the biggest IPs in the world when that game released right there's no reason at all that that game shouldn't have been a monumental success other than the fact that it was clearly designed you know with different methodologies right um i wish we had someone here who'd played avengers who could talk about it more but it would be so um, crazy if there was one person it feels like we need like a third person you know that knew about or even like superhero stuff like it's yeah it's crazy um it's crazy but uh, I, day. I, one day. one day, yeah, we'll we'll put the feelers out. Maybe we can find someone to cast with us. Um, but I, I, my hope is that Rocksteady, being Rocksteady, um, has taken the time and taken as long as they have to really make this game something special, even with knowing that it's going to have kind of online content or yeah. paid cosmetics, whatever the hell it's going to end up being. I just hope as I do with almost all live service, live service titles, that it's not egregious, right? I think we all hope that. I think that I am perfectly fine with paid cosmetics, um, you know, minor stuff like that. I hope that, as with all these games, not everything cool or iconic or referencing some sort of special comic book in history is locked behind a paywall, right? Um, so we'll see. It, it's... As with almost all microtransactions, it's about implementation. How is it implemented? What does it affect? So we'll see. Yeah. I. It, it, it's just crazy because to me, there are parallels to like, you know, Avengers and this game where it's like, listen, Crystal Dynamics, great studio, usually not a games as service type studio or has a pedigree in multiplayer. And you know, they put out this game and it's a bit of a hot mess at, at start at the start. Rocksteady has that same thing. It's like fantastic studio pedigrees in single player, not multiplayer. And we're yeah. all kind of just hoping for the best, but I do have faith in Rocksteady. Uh, yeah. Again, they just, they seem like they get it. They have the love and the knowledge um, for at least the universe. So the thing that I don't have any doubt is like the story in these characters are going to be nailed correctly because we've seen it with Batman time and time again um, that it, it, it they can do it. I'm just concerned about the rollout. Like, I have no problem with any cosmetic that they decide to toss in there. Um, but if it's a character, oh boy, we're going to have 
a problem. <laughs> if there's like a PlayStation exclusive, you don't know, don't do it. Not after the <laughs> Spider-Man debacle. Don't exactly. do it. If it's Blue Beetle, I don't think we'll care. But like if it's like a PlayStation exclusive, we're fighting Aquaman, it's like, oh shit, that sucks. That sucks, and that's gonna like that's gonna really hurt. Like Kevin yeah. Conroy's Batman is only on PlayStation. Everyone else I, gets like Troy Baker. You're like, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> this is so what a step below. <laughs> so that, that uh, <laughs> that's where I'm concerned. But other than that, everything I've seen, and sure, I haven't seen a lot of gameplay. Gameplay, I have faith. Rocksteady, yeah, has not done any wrong. Until they do, then I'll yell at them. But like I saw people going, you know, the UI looks like from Fortnite. It's like, can you relax? Could you just? The menu yeah. UI, that's the thing we are having a problem with. That's, a, this you is... know, I don't want to get us on a tangent, but that's one of the reasons I hate leaks, right? Like, is like, you see one image of a UI that has a lot of tabs on its menu. Guess what? Hogwarts has a lot of tabs on its UI, and it's yeah. a brilliant UI. Like, I love Hogwarts UI. I actually comment on that in my review. Um, like, wait till you play the goddamn game. Let's see what the final version is, first of all. Because we don't yeah. even know if that's the final version. And let's see how it's implemented. But I agree with you. I think Rocksteady is going to nail it. Um, like I said, I'm not a superhero guy. I don't really care for these games. But as soon as we saw that first gameplay, I was like, yeah. that looks effing awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm all about so, it. And I just... Oh, go ahead. No, so I was, I was going to say, so like, you know, kill the Justice League out of the way. We have this 30-minute presentation. Oh, hold on. I got one more question about yeah, go for it. Justice League. Yeah, I was going to throw it back to you. Is Luke brought up a point, and I'll interject him into the show here, even sure. in spirit. The spirit he of Luke up, said. <laughs> he brought up a good point in our DM earlier where he said that Xbox has a gap here. Because Suicide Squad is obviously being marketed by PlayStation. Yeah. Superhero games, which we know he loves to death, but quite frankly, a lot of people do. Um, uh Xbox has a gap there, right? Obviously, Spider-Man is gigantic for Sony, and that's never going to change. They've got Wolverine coming. It's going to be gigantic. We all know that. Um, Suicide Squad, they get the marketing for. Um, Xbox, it feels like in that space, in terms of licensed IPs and the good ones, obviously. Hogwarts, you just mentioned Sony. Um, you kind of have to wonder why, um, that they're not taking a bigger run. And maybe they are, and we just haven't seen it yet. Maybe they get Motive's Iron Man, right, or right. something like that. But um, as of yet, we've yet to see Xbox really kind of go crazy for uh, superhero IP. It seems like they don't go crazy for these deals to kind of start. Like, to me, it seems like Microsoft is way more interested in selling you Game Pass and promoting Game Pass that than it throwing its marketing behind a you know an Iron Man game or throwing its weight behind a superhero game. And if I am a you know Marvel or a DC, you really have to sell me on Game Pass. Like I want the the buckets of money that I'm going to get from all these day one, day two, day three sales. You need to convince me in the sales for forever long afterwards. Um, you really have to convince me why this service day one is worth it. I think that's probably a hurdle that we don't see because we're reaping the benefits from Game Pass. But if I'm a you know just a bean counter who doesn't give a crap how many games are coming to Game Pass this month, um, you're like, okay, but how does this affect my bottom line? If I'm giving you the rights to, let's just say, Black Panther, right? If I'm giving you Black Panther, uh, I'm expecting 
X amount on my spreadsheet here. How are you going to get me there with this model? Um, mm. That's, I think, the thing you got to convince them on. Do you think I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass? You think? No, I'm no, no. Me? I don't think so. I think you're kind of on point. I think I was trying to think. Uh, one, I was reading the comments, but trying to think about other deals and stuff. But I think you're right. I think obviously Microsoft's biggest focus is Game Pass, and they do a lot of great deals for, for Game Pass. We just talked about Atomic Heart, right? You get to play it day one, Game Pass. Um, but I, I think specifically in that space, in terms of marketing deals for, we were, you know, Luke specifically brought up superheroes. Um, you know, it seems like they're lackluster. They did do the, uh, the Batman thing years ago. I remember like the first one I went to E3, I think in 2018, they had Laura Croft, Batman, and a few others up, you know, on the, on the convention center. But, um, generally speaking, it'll be interesting. I, I have to imagine somewhere that there is a deal for uh, Xbox to either be making via first party superhero game uh, with a, a big license that hasn't been claimed yet. I hope it's Punisher. I've said that mm-hmm. before. Um, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they do marketing. I yeah. think, uh, you know, it's a shame Luke's not here. We could, uh, uh, a real goddamn shame. Again, like anybody was. Oh, here we go. Okay, let's not, change let's not even talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. Okay, now we can move on from superheroes at least. Yeah. Um, so glad for t- for you to join us there bud it's been a day of l's man it's been a rough day I'm sorry, i like how at 10 minutes into the show we're like all right go reboot and come back it's yeah. 50 minutes into the show now and, and he's frozen and he's already frozen yeah hey luke you know the pc i was talking to you about before the show i'm on it right now you see it it, it works good yeah am i really frozen you- again sort of yeah for our audio listeners i apologize because i'm not going to be able to edit all this out uh, luke's having as you could hear a lot of technical issues so we're, we're doing our best here and uh and if only and it froze in the perfect frame by the way yeah. oh there um, you go. he is having a mental breakdown and it is, it is a sight <laughs> it is a sight uh by the uh, way uh king bill just a shout out he said hulk as well could be a great oh, license God. spawn yes. could be a great license superman yes. everyone talks about all the time uh, i mean there's a lot out there i said on i forget what show i said it on the other day i was on the um psn party podcast with a uh, bald man gamer and sentinel um <laughs> appropriate i said uh i want to see a hellboy game like a big budget triple a mm-hmm. hellboy game there is um, one I would love development it. No, there's the because he brought that up, but that remember that's like that Mike Minotti kind of 2D based. It's it's much more indie than a what we're talking about here. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I think it has to be a small license. It has to. It can't be like your, you know, you're, you're like your Superman, right? I think it is like a, a smaller IP that you can win the minds of a of a of a you know DC or a Marvel at first, and then you can go take another IP. If it's if it helps that spreadsheet out that that much, um, Luke, is there anything you'd like to add? We're talking about, you know, the Suicide Squad. We did no, talk I, about the Activision stuff. Anything you want to touch on, bud? Genuinely, you guys were were I was following along, and you guys were nailing the same points that I was going to nail. I'm surprised that Microsoft continues to let that be a gap. Uh, I'm surprised that they would allow Spider Man and batman to be kind of monopolized and mindshare by by sony and uh it it's an odd position to want to be in because it seems like they're consciously doing it and in many ways next to the activision blizzard deal next to all the graphs 
it's like they're purposely putting themselves in a worse position. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's maybe that's playing just when they're checkers, but uh us. I you guys covered a lot of what I was gonna say. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Oh, that's okay. Maybe uh, I mean maybe the weird thing is, and I know that it's easy to always look at the other side, but real quick on this point, we heard for years, and maybe this is a little off kilter, so just bear with me, but we heard for years that Xbox was nothing more than than Halo, Gears, and Forza, right? Mm-hmm. And I adore all three of those IPs, so I never cared. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've heard that for years that Xbox needs more originality, right? Like, bring us new IPs, right? We hear that. So we know that they're doing that this year. They they did that over the past uh, kind of year. They had a couple new ones. You think about Pentiment. You think about games like that. Obviously Starfield. Obviously Redfall. Um, all these, and we know Hellblade Two and what Compulsion's gotten developed. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, right? Um, maybe they're focusing their big budget releases on feeling like we can make first party IPs that are both unique and become blockbusters, become pillars for the Xbox community. And maybe they're just focused less on license. And as I say that. Of course, it occurs to me that let's keep in mind Xbox is making Indiana Jones. Yeah, but uh, and I would say, yeah, but that, that doesn't matter. Probably to kids. happened before like, the. But I agree with you, Luke. It doesn't matter to kids. But Indiana Jones is a massive license, yeah. massive. And don't forget the new movies coming out later this year. It looks good. It, it looks, looks good, good, man. I'm excited. I heard the I'm music so and I was like, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I don't even care. God damn, dude. But who, who, the Nazis. who do you think will have the um you know what's gonna be big, of course, is uh Avatar from Ubisoft. Who's gonna have that license? Or marketing, I should say. I would pray to God it's uh, it's 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 Nintendo? Xbox, right? <gasps> Nintendo <laughs> could be. I don't know. What what do you think, Luke? Who if if Avatar is this year, where's that going marketing wise? It needs to. It, Avatar is probably going to PlayStation. They have a consistent track record of nailing it um, mm-hmm. and taking the big IP. However, it, I think a lot of it depends on. We haven't seen anything about where uh, something of Pandora, Miss of Pandora, uh, is at. And I genuinely mm-hmm. think if we saw gameplay, that would give us an idea of where it's going. Because if it's mediocre, Xbox is snagging it. If it's top tier, everything points to PlayStation taking it at this point. Oh, hot um, damn, hot damn. Well, okay, after the Suicide Squad, what are your expectations for this state of play? I'll go with you, Luke. And I'm going to, if Luke, if you don't mind, I'm going to lead tonight. And maybe please. if it could help, yes. turn your video off. Maybe that would help you. Yeah, do you have an avatar you can just go by that will help your bandwidth? Yeah, yeah do go. that. Dude. I mean, it, it helps all of us, to be honest, baby. Yeah. All right. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> You are unsightly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you're asking me to be clear. You're asking me what what I think is going to happen at the PlayStation State of Play. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Why are you laughing at me? Hopefully, a lot of because, VR. Because now you're breaking up. Just, just go. Just shoot for yeah, gold. Just keep here, going. Like. Just keep going, and we'll let you know if it, get, if it gets too bad. Hopefully, what happens is that it's a lot of VR. Uh, and they're showcasing why you need to have that device to this. Like, we still don't know why you have to have a PlayStation VR and it comes out tomorrow. There is no one piece of software that nails it, that shows you have to have a PS VR if you want to enjoy VR at its best scale. So hopefully they, they bring something to the 
table that rocks. I feel so bad for Luke. I do. He, I feel bad, Luke. You, you're breaking up quite a bit, dude. Tonight. He sounds like I, an animatronic right. uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, I love you, Luke. We're, Sorry, we're, yeah, we're we'll, we'll talk spirit. to you, brother. Doesn't he look? Doesn't he feel like sound like a Ben Shapiro who is breaking down? You know, all the problems. Isn't that what he sounds like all the time, anyway? My wife doesn't look at me when we have sex, and I say, "Wow, <laughs> I've been told I'm, I'm a Madonna's." <laughs> <laughs> i'm a man um <laughs> sorry guys uh like i said audio listeners chat sorry uh it's not obviously not what we expected tonight uh joe yeah. and i will continue to do our best to hold it down um so on, on your question joe um what luke was trying to say i think i caught the gist is they haven't shown playstation yet they don't have that title because it seems like it's not call of the mountain right they don't have that title that is makes you it's a must-have right they don't have their god of war they don't have their halo they don't have whatever it is that makes you want to buy the hardware just for that title they don't have their half-life alex um and for people like me who are early adopters and and you know going all in anyway that doesn't matter but to really grab the attention of the the broader market appeal i agree with luke you you need that and i think we saw quite a few reviews this week and i know you can comment on steve's review um that you did on trophy room. But I think that um, I've seen several people and that I talked to that uh, were reviewing this unit who have said the same thing. The hardware is phenomenal. In fact, I think digital foundry said it's now the pinnacle of a VR. Like it does things that even the 1200 or thousand dollar valve index doesn't do even when attached to a PC. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great, but um, I'm looking forward to a lot of these experiences because they're new to me. Uh, I don't generally, I play Beat Saber on VR. That's literally it. So uh, I'm looking forward to trying a bunch of these. I'm looking forward to Call of the Mountain. I'm looking really forward to Gran Turismo 7, which depending on the community, you could almost argue that's the go-to selling point for PSVR 2 over Call of the Mountain even. Um, but they don't have that standalone kind of single player action title that's really going to drive it home. I, I agree with Luke and uh, it's going to be interesting. I I just keep, I feel like I have to say it every time, which is don't veto me. Just don't veto me, please, PlayStation. Don't do it. <laughs> As Jim Ryan cocks back the shotgun, of course not, bud. No, everything's all right. <laughs> He's everything's from Brussels, okay. like, no, we're on it. We got this. Don't worry. Exactly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Call of Duty back, but, you know, otherwise. Um, no, I, I, the reviews around PSVR 2 have been really interesting because through the VR community, everybody's like, this is a thing you need. Like this, this headset yeah. is, yeah, is the prince that was promised. Whereas some of the other sites that aren't VR, you know, um, kitted, uh, they're, it, they seem like they're stuck on the cable still. And it's really interesting. This week's trophy room, we, we have um, the developer of Moss on. Uh, so we're actually oh, yeah. we're, great yeah. game. Great game. Uh, this episode as well. Also, it's early. Um, so this episode will drop tomorrow. So you get to listen to this, uh, to, to this dev talk. And what he was saying is like porting this game is not porting VR is not easy because some of the hardware is so much harder to port than others. Like Oculus, we have to really take into, you know, uh, account like the, the lenses and what they're able to output when we're even just mapping out a level. Um, like everything is, almost at a system level, just worked on from the ground up again uh, when, when, when porting to, to, to VR. And 
they they even said in the interview playstation vr2 is our favorite headset yeah it is the best that that they've gotten their hands on because the tech is bringing it to the next level the haptics and all that stuff yeah and the dual sense really do help bring out uh some of the strengths of of vr so when i'm hearing devs talk about it they're they are really excited by the the tech of what this thing can do and help advance vr to become more intricate that we see you know triple a games today be but i think you're right as well in terms of it doesn't seem like they have their alex yet like yeah. you know horizon call of the mountain is a very strange one because again a lot of vr heavy sites are like this is really great and then yeah. there are other sites where they're like this is playstation's half-life alex three stars it's like (laughs) like uh, the reviews don't seem they don't seem across the board and i'm not saying xbox paid them i'm not saying that um but they're just a little they did but they yeah but they absolutely did so you know for me and and angel you can't froze everything's breaking down it seems Um, (laughs) to me it just kind of seems like they what they need is half-life alex so what i'm really hoping this you know this state of play is we see half-life alex Um, me too we see and then we see another game that maybe playstation's cooking up that is something that's going to push the boundaries of vr you know forward so that's that's what i'm hoping on the the vr front me too me too i I, they said five games i'm I, i posted early on twitter today i'm hoping for two things one is i think is realistic one's not which is I want Beat Saber's release date. Beat Saber is an iconic game in VR. It's played by millions of people. They need to get that out as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, we know it's coming. Just need a date for it. So I hope we get that. Two is I want to see Half-Life Alex. And I was thinking to myself as I said it, you know, obviously developed by Valve. Obviously, they use it to sell the Valve Index. But there's going to be that uh, curve, right, of sales where it's not selling that much anymore on on Steam and on the Valve Index side. Why not take advantage of new hardware to do that? To your point, I don't know what that means in terms of porting. I don't know the challenges around that, right? I don't know if it's worth the investment to do that, given the install base that's expected at launch. There's a, a ton of factors that go in to whether or not we'll get Half-Life Alex. I just hope we do, personally, right? Um, Fusion asked me in the chat about uh, is the racing enthusiast crowd going to get PSVR 2 for GT7? Honestly, the more I see of it and the more people I talk to, I think they could. And that's what I was referencing a few minutes ago when I said that could actually be the premier launch title instead of Call of the Mountain. Because even though GT7 has obviously been out for a year, um, I was actually talking to a buddy earlier today who races uh, in real life. And he's been racing a lot online in GT7 recently because they've updated that game a lot and it's improved a lot since launch. And it's it's still, you know, they have the GT series, they have a pro series for GT online racing, and it's very active, that community. I've spoken about that before. And I think that if this is as well implemented as people are saying it is, and it's the full game, which we know it is, um, I think it really could make a difference. Um, I'm super excited to try it tomorrow. It's going to be one of the first things I play. And uh, I'm going to have a write-up on it, hopefully by end of week, if I get enough time with it. So I'll let you know more soon. Um, but I am, uh, I'm very excited to try it out. I think I was actually going to get a wheel, um, but I'm going to also get a wheel for Forza. So I'm like, I really don't want two wheels, and it's very limited of what options you can do for both. So I think that um, 
I'm just going to use the haptics, but I think that'll be cool, right? Getting to use the the edge controller or the haptics, whatever setup um, with GT7 and the and the unit. So we'll see. But I'm at the end of the day, I'm with you, Joe. I think that um, I want to see, hopefully, either a core reason that's going to attract people to PSVR 2 on Thursday, or uh, it could be and or uh, something bigger from first party being worked on for PSVR 2. I think if Sony's going to give us the the leap of faith, if we're taking the leap of faith on the hardware, they've got to show that they're putting development resources behind it. And the only thing that's giving me promise is, um, I think I mentioned this before, is if you look at that presentation Jim Ryan did like six months ago about the fiscal kind of future of PlayStation, the investment that they're making for mobile and VR games is large, larger than it's been. So I'm hoping that that is alluding to the fact that they're going to um, develop a lot more. Uh, real quick, I just want to comment. K- King Bill in the chat said, if House of the Dead or Time Crisis comes to PSVR 2, it's a buy for me. Um, I obviously don't know if either of those are coming. I did get sent a code today, which I'm looking forward to trying Ooh. out, is uh, Zombieland. Uh, has The Zombieland shooter game has okay. been updated for PSVR 2, and I watched a video of it actually looks fun you know it's probably a small game but it looks like a lot of fun so i'll check that out and and let people know how good it is yeah it's and also make sure to check out the trophy room in the coming weeks because we have right now uh interviews lined up again uh moss coming out this week depending on how big the episode is on friday we'll also have uh the team behind demio as well that we'll be interviewing awesome um and a few others that that want to be a part of it it's awesome to see uh, a lot of these devs, man, they want to come out and they want to talk about their games. And yeah. it's, you know, again, listening to the one Kyle just just did, it's you hear the passion from them. <laughs> you know, it's it's real. It's infectious. So and next the next few weeks on the trophy room are going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So make sure you tune in on that. That said, stepping out of PSVR, we go into the third, the next, you know, indies slash triple a partners that they got working up do we actually expect anything big here one of them being um you know that shadow drop we had hi-fi rush (laughs) we had nintendo with metroid prime remastered so this means sunset overdrive is getting remastered and it's a date shadow drop don't don't do that to me i adore that game i am playing it again on steam deck um it runs very well on steam deck i love that game to death um i would love to get a sunset overdrive one remake or remaster on ps5 or just insomniac or someone to do something with that ip it's a it's a fun game um shadow drop i don't know i if we were to get one i honestly would hope it would be on psvr2 but i don't see why they would do that one day after launching the damn device maybe um but yeah i mean i'm always down for a good shadow drop i i also wonder when they say 10 other games now that we know right are they are they referring to things like a new trailer for final fantasy 16 Mm. or a new trailer for stuff they already have marketed i don't know i don't think so i think if final fantasy 16 was going to be here they would 110 percent let you know final fantasy 16 was being here i think the biggest game here is you know suicide squad and every other game afterwards is not that it's double a slightly triple okay. a like don't expect 
actually, you know, it'd be great. Like Resident Evil 4 VR. Like that'd be neat. But Ooh. I know Oculus tied that game down a bit. So who knows? But like, don't expect your Jedi, you know, survivor here. It's not, it's not going to be here. Though you can unlock Jedi robes if you pre-order. And oh God, it looks so good, dude. It looks so good. Uh, but, by the way, IGN put up their new video of Jedi Survivor today as part of their exclusive month thing. Engorged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a trophy room bit. It means I'm aroused. Uh, that I don't think said, you needed to expound upon that. You're well, good. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need to. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I don't think it's going to be that that huge. I, yeah. When Jeff Grubb says it's going to be a pretty lackluster one, that's where like my expectations are for the grand scheme of things. This is going to be a very subdued show, a show that yeah. they're doing almost like they have to. Um, but I do, you know, if we do get a, a shadow job, it's like it's like an indie game like uh, Tachia, right? Um, and I know I mispronounced that one. It's a shape shifting island. Uh, oh, you mean, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it either, so I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be crazy if you, the pale British dude, was able to nail it. This tropical, beautiful, like Wind Waker. Yeah, it was one of the few islands we didn't conquer, I guess. You know, <laughs> I guess so. Jeez, Louise, um, <laughs> let my people go. Nonetheless, I think like a game like that would be would be great. I I will really want updates on some X Dev games like Stellar Blade. I think mm. looks dope as hell. Give mm-hmm. me more Stellar Blade. That would be fantastic. But I'm not. I'm not thinking this is going to be the best state of play I've ever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, see. supposedly I think is uh, what we've heard is that this is the state of play and PSVR two launch right, and then they're preparing a big summer show to go alongside Game Fest and E three. Um, so yeah, as you said, Stellar Blade. For some reason in my mind, I went to Wukong. Uh, black myth which then made my mind think these games that we continue to see coming out of china which is one of kind of the up-and-coming uh game development kind of uh you know nations we've talked about that before um eventually we're going to start seeing these games arrive and land on you know the major platforms it's going to be interesting you'd have to think that playstation's probably better suited i don't know xbox has had some uh headway into china as well but it's gonna be interesting to see who starts to really kind of nail down some of these um the marketing and kind of promotion around some of these big chinese titles that's gonna be really interesting to to see not to get all geopolitical but things aren't going too great (laughs) over there right now relations wise so like it is really interesting how we will do like like PlayStation does have, what is it, the China Hero Project. Um, But it is interesting to see those wheels kind of turn if they, if there's actual traction or if they're, they just start kind of skidding because to me it could kind of go either way. But that's going to be really interesting as well. And I think uh, you hit it. I think it's going to be projects like that that we're going to see. It's, Mm. you're not going to see your EAs or your Ubisoft or whoever here. Yeah. You're going to see more of the up-and-coming publishers here, for sure. All right. That's been the PlayStation State of Play. (laughs) There's a Forza update. Yes. Next big expansion. Yeah. Thursday as well. Thursday. Um, Yeah, so Thursday we'll get to see what the second expansion is for uh, Forza Horizon 5. 
which, uh, you know, if you follow kind of the Horizon series, they do two big expansions. It's part of their expansion pass, part of the Ultimate Edition, what have you. Um, so we got the Hot Wheels one, and we got whatever this is going to be. So um, given the return to Hot Wheels already, and mm -hmm. given the fact that LEGO was seemingly popular, but not as well-received, I would say, as the Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels, um, I kind of think this is going to be something different and unique, and I'm I'm curious to see what it Mega is. Mega blocks? <laughs> think it's Mega blocks? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Sorry, Lincoln Log DLC. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Log DLC. You would get yeah. that reference. That's that's a little <laughs> bit your time. So sorry. Yeah, you're, you're, you're shut up. Um, <laughs> I think that. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's something that brings me back, though, because I Forza Horizon Five is one of uh, my favorite racing games ever, honestly. And uh, but I haven't touched it in a while. Their seasonal events are very cool. It's just not enough to kind of with everything else to get me coming back and back. So uh, I hope it's something that gets me back and you know adds some something more major to the title. Like Hot Wheels, I really enjoy for the aesthetic, but it it wears off on me pretty quickly um, just because it's like, okay, I've seen all the really cool tracks and parts of the track and, you know, the amazing verticality and all that. But once I do that, it's like, I'm still just driving these cars, you know, down this yeah. big open lane. There's no, it's not a lot of competitive to it, competitiveness to it. So I'm hoping that this is something that's a little more fully featured around actual racing. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm not a big car guy. Now here's, I got, I got two avenues we can go to Ains. All right. And you get to kind of pick as like the last little topic of the night. Okay. So we can either go down the uh, game pass cannibalizes sales thing. Okay. Okay. Of which you're going to have to guide me through because God knows I don't care enough to really, to really like, you know, it's game pass, like no duh, you know, <laughs> or we could go down the, the righteous path where we can talk about, you know, the last of a show as we're hit the midpoint and a little bit actually after that to see where we are right now. Yeah. And see where, you know, if the coast is kind of clear for this, this show. Well, I know future. which one do you want to go? To? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think we'll do the last of us um, because I know how much you love that show and I'm, I'm up there with it. It's tailed off a little bit for me. Okay. Uh, so we can talk about why um, I feel that way, but I think, uh, yeah, the game pass conversation is interesting. I've done a lot of research on game pass. I've talked about this before. I did a video, like it's probably been three or four years now when mm -hmm. I did my first deep dive in the game pass, when it was first starting to really grow. And you know, there, there is a conversation there, but I, I don't like to have a conversation where you're trying to make factual points that are based around hard numbers when we don't have all the data to support it. And I think to have an intelligent conversation around that, you know, you have the slides that Microsoft presented and of course the million articles that were written to make more of it than it actually was. But I think that we just, there's not enough there to really have a deep conversation. I think as you just jokingly said, does Game Pass cannibalize sales? It's almost like, duh. You know, it might not, obviously, for some indie titles or other titles. But I think when you're talking about a $70 release like Atomic Heart, let's take today, right? I guarantee you that that hurts sales on the Xbox side for Atomic Heart. I mean, it's just sure. almost a no-brainer. Um, but that's a different conversation from was it financially successful for both Xbox and Munfish or the... Um, I know Menfish is a developer. I forget who published it. Focus Interactive. Um, 
that's a different conversation. So those types of conversations where they, this is going to sound arrogant, I realize, but those types of conversations that they're presented as something intellectual, but they're anything but because you're not really looking at the whole equation, they bore me to tears. Like if you want to have a conversation about Game Pass's financial success for both Xbox and the publishers that are involved in it, let's have a conversation about that that includes all of the data. A single data point saying that Game Pass cannibalizes sales because there was a bullet on a chart shown in a picture at a presentation, that that you're bullshit. That's out of focus? Yeah. You're you're, you're wasting my time. That's not a real conversation. Yeah. Um, That's just online debate that's fun on Twitter. So um, when we're ready to have a real conversation about it, uh, I'm certainly down for that, and I'll do the research ahead of time so I'm more educated on it. Uh, But no, let's talk Last of Us. Okay, cool. And to just jump on that too, I think there's interesting conversations around the developers and what they have to say on it because they're the ones that are taking the risk. And it's not like like they're, you know, not like they're risk averse here. Um, This is this is it has to work out for them. So I would, yeah. And and there's developers who have spoken extremely highly of it, mm -hmm. and there's others who said maybe we won't deal that next time. I think, generally speaking. And I've said this before, it's been very positive, right? Game Pass is positive for Xbox for developers. But I'm sure there's outliers, and I'm sure there's there's lots of conversations to be had. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, so GameFire says in the chat, I think we have some data for the four years or so Game Pass has been there. 100%. There's a lot of data. And I, I dove into that like 18 months worth of data, I think, when I did my first deep dive. Um, but we'd I'd really have to get into the weeds to to, like I said, talk intelligently about it. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, listen, you're getting a great deal. And until you don't get a great deal, there's really nothing to worry about. And then you vote with your wallet when that time comes, you know, Uh, close the deal. So Diablo four can be in it. Yeah. It's all that matters. <laughs> Diablo, he's getting a beta. It looks so good. All right, and uh, we've been well. We're now like six episodes deep into the last of a show. Yeah, only three left. This yeah. is it, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, on the trophy room, we do something on our Patreon, patreoncom room. I'm doing that now because I know it's going to get at Luke. Um, I don't really <laughs> expect anything out of it, but we've been doing a video alongside on our YouTube just you know, recapping the show and we're incredibly high on it, but I want to know your thoughts. Now we're midway through getting towards the tail end of the show. How are yep. you feeling thus far? Six episodes in. Yeah. So I, I started off extremely high on it. Um, and I thought it was one of the best adapt- adaptations I've seen. And I, I do want to caveat on this is not a slight at uh, naughty dog or, or anyone involved with the show, but I feel like, this is the type of game that's ripe for an adaptation. I talked about that before because, you know, Halo fanatic, right? And we know Halo was a letdown in many ways. Um, th- in my opinion, Halo is a much more difficult challenge to adapt to TV yeah. than Last of Us. Last of Us was basically a movie to begin with. Um, yeah. And it's two people, generally speaking, two core characters in a post-apocalyptic scene. So I feel like the adaptation, it was ripe for it. So I think them taking advantage of it, changing things where it makes sense uh, was really good. So it's been excellent so far. I think some of the tension points and some of the uh, emotional points they've nailed. Um, I loved in this last episode, especially the commentary when he says, um, you have no idea what loss is. Um, 
and uh, uh, sorry, man. Um, for fuck, um, for me, uh, that scene always hit hard in the game. It's part of the reason I love the game. That scene. I was muted. I was making fun of you because you're old and your memory is bad. Continue. <laughs> Uh, no, that no. I was I was referencing something else in my life. Uh, that scene always hits very hard to me, and so when that scene came on on Sunday, you know, it immediately hit me. And I thought that uh, if you watch the little extra stuff they do with the episode, um, uh, Bella and um, uh, Pedro talked about how many times they filmed that scene to make sure they really kind of both thought they got it right, and I think they nailed it. So I I love those aspects of the show where. It has started to lose me a little, and I, I, I know you disagree because I know – well, I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself. Um, there's a couple aspects where I feel like it's lost me. Like As I reflect now on episode three with Bill, excellent TV, excellent emotional value, excellent acting. I mean, high marks across the board, right? But as I look at it in the in the context of – the story of the last of us specifically was was the story told on tv better for it or could they have told it in a way that was more akin to the game i don't necessarily have an answer i just i'm not as high on it looking back on it because it felt usually when you do an episode that is going to be a complete departure from the core storyline it's later in a series so that the foundation is set you know, people have that foundation for a while of what's going on. And then it's like, okay, yeah. now we're going to take you somewhere else to do that. In episode three, reflecting on it feels a little disjointed to me. Okay. And then, and then there's little things like at the end of episode five, when they had the big shootout, right. Um, again, well done. The bloater was awesome. Ooh, you know, there's wee. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. The cinematography, which I know you commented on has been fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, I think about that and I said, I said to my wife and mom who I'm watching with, I'm like, you know, this is a little different than game for obvious reasons. Um, but I felt like, you know, the game at that point was very, uh, stealthy, right? Because there, there's only a few clickers. You, you got to get to the house, take out the sniper, and then you have to do the sniping and save and everything. And I thought that the turning it into like, almost like a world war Z moment where like hundreds of clickers came out, right? It just felt like, okay, this is. It felt like a a, a giant, um, a giant action movie, sure. placed in the middle of a, a serious, uh, dramatic show. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that fit as well for me personally. Um, but again, maybe I'm being overly critical. I don't know. Oh yeah. No, I, I and I think like this series means a lot to both of us. I'll preface this for very different reasons right so for for me you know episode three didn't hit as hard for me than it did with a lot of people and that's because i'm pretty like sure i'm gonna die alone and that's fine with me uh <laughs> so i won't have a frank you know that's just how my car you'll find going. your frank joe you'll find i don't your frank. think so he's really built he's jack i don't think i'm gonna get <laughs> find a hot lumberjack anytime soon that being said <laughs> he pretty much was like a paul bunyan character right? it's quite funny um that being said though like i i'm looking at it through the, the the lens of like my friends and family who are not gamers in the slightest and how enthralled they are 
like everybody at my work is talking about the show and how much they love it and how much they do love, you know, episode, you know, like episode three. And I thought that was it. I'm like, really? Cause that's a huge deviation. There's really no, there's like yeah. a clicker and he's just like aimlessly wandering around. Um, but like, you know, though that didn't hit, there are, I think things in this show and the things that they've changed stories that they've told that I think are for the better. Mm-hmm. So one of them being Sam and Henry. Oh, great. Sam, Sam and Henry's arc is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, see Amy make predictions of where Sam and Henry's story is going to go in the future. And I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I love him. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Sam's so cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. I keep telling you, don't get attached to anything. Um, and those moments and those characters being fleshed out, even Kathleen, where, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I said it on the show and I'm I'm, I'm I'm so happy I connected with with Craig when he said she's a, it's like she's a preschool teacher version of Stalin. Like she's soft spoken, <laughs> and that's the thing that's terrible. Like it's like if your preschool teacher literally just went, you know, kids die, Joe, kids die all the time, and that sweet little voice, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that is so nonchalant, it's so haunting. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, it's <clears throat> terrifying, and you're seeing they're, they're showing in a really good way of like love is an emotion that even bad people can have uh, that make people do things that. Don't Agreed. make any sense. They're yeah. they're illustrating that really well. Some of the story beats you're right. Again, like episode three, to me, don't hit as hard. But the other thing that they're doing really well is connecting part one and part two. And the reasons to why things in part two are going to happen, they're laying it out way better than they did in the game. I agree. So those things are going yeah. to make much more sense when they happen because they're laying down the path in the universe better than part one did. As soon as they got to Jackson, right. And they started to have those interactions. I was like, like what, what's going on here? And then of course we all saw the little Dina uh, Easter egg. Right. Um, But you can't see me, Um, which by the way, I'll fully admit I didn't even catch. Oh really? Like, I, caught I saw her staring. I was like, "Oh, that girl's just staring at her." It didn't. It didn't even click. And I think maybe my critique—not that I'm still loving the show—don't let me get anyone wrong. Yeah, I can see where it's leading to Last of Us Two, and Last of Us Two was such a crushing disappointment to me. Um, I, I'm probably going to start going down the path of being biased, and I'm trying not to. Sure. Um, but I, I do agree with you. They are setting it up better. And the funny thing about that, so at the end of this episode, um. I'll, I'll say spoilers real quick. If you play the game, obviously you know what's happening. But at the end of the TV episode, uh, Joel's hurt, critically hurt. And my mom, as it ends, my mom looks over because my mom and my wife are both invested. My mom looks over and she's like, well, they didn't have to go and kill Joel. And I was like, I don't know what to say right now. Because um, you could tell, well, obviously, you know, Joel, Joel's not dead. And I think she saw that in upcoming. But um, she said something like, man, this, this, um, this show now, remember, this is my 80 year old English mother who watches, drinks tea and watches like, you know, older TV. So she's like, this is, this show really gets you down. And I was like, mom, 
you haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at my wife. I was like, she don't know what loss is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, yeah, there's, there's so much more to come. And I I do agree with you that uh, they're setting up what's going to be part two uh, now, which I think is a smart thing to do from a TV perspective. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm, I don't know, man. I I think part two is such a letdown for me. Uh, due to everything I've said a million times over sure. with the characters. I just, uh, it's going to be weird for me because I do love this show. And as it gets through the end and they start to lead into two, I'm going to be like, do I even want to watch it? Because I know what's coming. Yeah. And if it's I not hate your it every jam, time. Yeah, yeah. It's not your jam. For for me, it's funny you say that. My mom literally, as the, once the show ended, she opens the, the, the door. She's like, I'm pissed. They killed off <laughs> Joel. I'm like, <laughs> nope nope i'm just gonna stop because here. that is how they framed it like that's how it looks in the show yeah. um uh, but like, so yeah go for it sorry I, I was gonna say so to to tail into the uh the season right so there's three episodes left mm-hmm. next week is obviously the left behind kind of flashback right which yep. really realistically leaves two episodes to finish the the um the first game which I told my wife and my mom means two things. Episode eight is going to be the winter with David and Ellie. And then episode nine is obviously going to be the end. Um, And I said, the end will cause a lot of people that only know the TV show to be divisive because that's the whole point of the ending of the last of us and why it's so good. But it feels like as I was picturing that in my mind, I was like, it feels like when you reflect on it, it's going to be a really short retelling of the game, even though I know that's not necessarily true, but it just feels condensed for some reason to me. It does. Yeah. I, um, you're right. I, to me, I would have liked an extra episode to kind of flesh out a little bit. And that's my only other critique is like, it does feel like a little condensed and maybe it is because yeah, we got so much time with Joel and Ellie in the game, right? Like yeah. where we are now, we, we're like, you know, eight, nine hours in. Um, and here we're only like six. So like there are several moments where I do feel like, yeah, this is kind of like the sparks notes version. And I like what you said. There are going to be people that like the book better and we're going to get to that. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked this, but the, the, the game, yeah, was, the game better, was better. You know? And yeah. I mean, the game is better, but it is. I love what Neil and, and Craig kind of said. It's just like, I it's talking about that one scene, but it's kind of how I, I view the show, which is, this is just another retelling of this thing. Um, and so it's really hard to to not say or rank things, but to try to view it as its own separate entity. And that's how I'm kind of viewing the show is it's its own separate ent- entity. It's not competing against the game. It's just yeah. telling it slightly different. Um, so I'm really... I, I'm really interested how they're going to turn this out because, yeah, L- Left Behind is, is big. Um it is and awesome like it's brilliant awesome. it's yeah. it's my favorite last of us thing so like they're they have a lot to do in uh, you know 45 minutes to an hour there introduce david introduce that winter and then that's when things get really crazy but yep. i have faith of where this is going and even like my my brother right now who's at the end of part two i thought he beat it already you know i, I asked him the 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 divisive ending and he's just like <laughs> No, it's obvious. <laughs> and, mm. and you know, like, he's enjoying part two. So I'm wondering if, you know, the small, if that Twitter reaction is real, how palpable is it? Um, 
and I and I'm really curious of how toxic that conversation is going to be when we <laughs> when we get there. But I'm yeah. loving this show, man. I think it's one of the best first seasons of a thing. Um, to me, right now, the only thing that I could that comes better to it, you know, and they are limited series, but like The Watchmen is fantastic on HBO as well. I still and, haven't watched that, dude. It's great. Like the first couple episodes are a little slow, but holy crap! Okay, and then uh, what is it? Banner Under Heaven with Andrew Garfield. Um, it's literally the best television I've 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 seen uh, last year. So like, other than that, like those two definitely beat it out. But this has been a f- a great experience for me so far as a lover of the game so awesome to see it do cool. well it's awesome to see so many people enjoy it and that's yeah. yeah that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah i've got a lot of uh, my mom and uh wife are watching it with me my future son-in-law has never played the game and he's watching it and yeah it's gotten a lot of people into it which is cool and i think in terms of adaptations we talked not to stay on this too long, but we talked before it launched of if it's a one-to-one shot for the game, which for the most part, it it's mostly trying to be, right? It is the game. Yeah. Um, it's not one-to-one shot, but it is the game. Um, will it be successful? We we kind of posed that out loud right before it launched. And I think that, uh, I think generally speaking, it, it has been. It's been successful. I think I'm enjoying it. Um, I've enjoyed the the take on things mostly. And uh, I think it's good. I think a couple of people in the chat, Sark, Rob said the same thing. It feels condensed, um, yeah. you know, to a degree. And I would agree with that. But I think it's good. You know, they they could have gone the other route, which is do a whole new story in The Last of Us world. I don't know how you do that because The Last of Us is really about Joel and Ellie. I mean, that, yeah. that's the key. And I think that's what pissed me off so much about Halo is, yes, Halo has a huge canon and lore. But if you're going to make with chief then chief has to be your focus he's the key and they or tana (laughs) yeah it's got exactly it's joel and ellie right halo has a much bigger universe so you can make you can tell all kinds of cool stories elsewhere but if chief is going to be your advertising thing and going to be your character you got to make it about yeah yeah and 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 they they generally failed at that suit on yeah and they generally failed at it so i think at least in this case i feel pretty comfortable i think Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey have both done a excellent job. Um, she's Ellie and me. Uh, she is Ellie. She's nailed it. She don't look like her still, but she's nailed the personality. Yeah. So. And, and 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 same with Joel, man. Like yeah, Pedro. Like even last episode, especially, he's like, ah, this is this is going in your Oscar reel. I see. Okay, whatever. That is. <laughs> I see where you're so doing the, here. The funny thing is, Bella has nailed Ellie. Right. Last of Us won Ellie. And as I look at Last of Us 2 and the issues I had with it, I think to myself, the same thing I felt with the game. How is this Bella and this actress going to translate to the what happens in Last of Us 2? It just feels disconnected. To me. So for me, that's where I feel like the TV show's done such a great job of illustrating that this is a different Ellie that I think that jump that we see isn't, isn't going to be as unbelievable as as, you know, as some think um and as we say as much as i love ellie and again like she is one of if not my favorite fictional character part two's ellie is my favorite so what i know right, I, we're, I we're, we're gonna have to end on that sh- on I, that I, note I, because i, I, I like her depressed i wanted I, to be sad all the time i can't um, have this slander in my channel 
this Love is it. terrible. So anyway, <laughs> that that being said, I I think they've they've made it a a, a good connection to where she's going to be in in season two. Um, yes, but I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. The future is bright for video game adaptations. Please use it as a blueprint. I think we're going to be good here and out when it comes to, to game. I things. I think what's going to be more interesting for Sony is Charco, Us- relax, relax. All right. <laughs> Write a better character that you could come in this chat and start yelling at him. <laughs> uh, David, oh, like Sorry. I said at the start, I think Last of Us was easy is the wrong word, but easier uh, adaptation because of the setting, right? We know they have a God of War series in the works. We know they have a Horizon series in the works. Let's see what those are like because those are harder. Yeah, much um, harder. Yeah, so I'm curious. I hope they nail it. Obviously, I love both those IPs, but I will see if uh, you know PlayStation has the key to uh, what these adaptations look like once they get a little more fictional, a little more broader lore, a little more expansive in the universe, that type of thing. Yeah, that and I I think God of War is going to be the real challenge. But the strength I think in all of this is one of the things that they're finding is maybe you bring the person that made the thing in <laughs> yes um, part of the the discussions of how this thing should pan out so to me i as much as i love the last of us it's one of my favorite games god of war and, and ragnarok are are to me especially 2018 one of the best stories and games ever told to me it's my favorite why am so, i blanking on our favorite guy's name the god of war director Corey i met Bullock. him thank you jesus yeah. christ i was completely blanking i was like bring Corey. let Corey be part and of he this is. Please. he's going to be so awesome that's that's where i have a, a lot of faith in um yeah I, don't bring david jaffe no. okay leave him over there he, bring he's, Corey. Gonna, he's doing well on youtube <laughs> <laughs> is he i don't know <laughs> i couldn't tell you uh rob no, no i have not finished forbidden west <laughs> uh no i've i got about 20 maybe a little over 20 hours in i just there's other, too much stuff man i had to review other games and move on sadly well that's it for cast co-op where usually three hosts chat about games uh you know when their internet works but i would like to thank the ghost of luke lore the insipid ghost ooh we uh for <laughs> being with us for two and a half minutes that was fantastic what a show that was honestly some of the it's all the sunlight he could handle exactly uh when he did his ben shapiro robot breaking down impression i thought that was incredible uh the famous quote of his was incredible <laughs> impeccable find him at insipid ghost go find his show at the xbox expansion pass where him and his co-host i could say this with great confidence and gusto now uh have tremendous chemistry with him and captain logan where he breaks down the latest the greatest in all things xbox every monday but then he puts it out on on sunday evenings i'm like you don't get how this works stop doing that 1 a.m that's when you put out your podcast that's where you get everything going you don't put it out on a sunday night luke jesus think with your head uh go find him uh, over at patreon.com uh slash the xbox expansion pass where he wants me to plug that as well you can find oh sorry uh where can they find you sir yeah, you can find uh, Season Gaming Big Cast every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, live show here, right here on the Season Gaming channel. We have a blast over there. Our show last week, I think everyone here knows this anyway, that uh, it was uh, 
maybe one of the most memorable podcasts probably is the most memorable podcast i've ever done it was absolutely insane uh okay. what was going on over there with hoag surprising us even uh and jumping in we simulcasted across uh season gaming and ho channels Hogue law channels we had uh, over 1300 concurrent chatters at one point and i could not keep up with anything that was going on but it was okay. it was chaos in the best way uh yeah. and it meant a lot to hoag mrs hoag co-counsel as we affectionately refer to her as and uh, it was just a sight to behold. And I've had so many people reach out uh, this week to, uh, you know, just say thank you and a whole number of other just lovely things. There's a lot of nice people out there. Don't yeah. don't lose hope on the world. Um, so anyway, check it. Check that out. Join us. We'll be simulcasting across both channels until Hogue returns with us, which obviously still could be a little while. Um so, uh, you know, we hope to help them out over there. Other than that, just as always, check out Season Gaming. I do have my review. Actually, I would ask one more thing. Um, yeah, my review of Hogwarts on your old channel. <laughs> <laughs> my review of Hogwarts Legacy is going up in the morning on the site. Uh, I know it's a little late. I already said that. But it is incorporating some of the new formatting we're doing for our reviews to make them uh, kind of more uh, professional, if you will. Um, so I would love any feedback on uh, the review kind of format, how it looks, everything to go along with it. So uh, take a look, take a look at that in the morning, if you would. Other than that, as always, just check out the site and you can find everything we're doing. And with that, I will pass it over to you, Mr. Trophy Room. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find my show at PS Trophy Room on twitter as well and if there's any last minute questions for this week's show because i'm literally once i'm done here i'm going to hop on uh our discord and do the show there uh with with kyle this week it's it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be excellent Wait, please you're doing a show us. right now after after the show yeah. oh wow okay good luck i mean we don't stream it but if you have any questions comments sure. concerns all that add us at ps trophy room write us a question and we'll add it to the show it was very last minute but we're doing our uh playstation state of play predictions and then also covering a little bit of the xbox nintendo nvidia thing through a different perspective it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty 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 good so again check out the show there uh the trophy room a playstation podcast youtube channel uh apple podcast spotify the numbers there have been incredible. Where last week's episode, we talked to Jane Perry. This week's episode, we're talking to the Moss devs. Next week's episode, we're talking to the Demio devs. Next next week's guess, who knows? Pretty huge deal. But uh, with that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, I love you. And uh, keep, keep, well, you know what? There's been enough errors. Luke's done enough. <laughs> keep casting that co-op. Keep casting that co-op. Uh, Peace, please. everyone.